Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 everybody. Keith Ferrante here with the Emerging Profit Podcast. Man, I hope you're having a good time. I hope you are just going after seeing the kingdom of God come into this earth. That's what it's all about. Seeing the kingdom of God come to this earth. And what here in this podcast, it's a, it's everything is all about profits. Raising up profits, sending out profits, commissioning profits, having profits get clarity about who they are, where they're assigned to to operate, how they how how they can look like a new covenant prophet how they can get healthy so they can get heard, like how can they have the greatest impact. That's what my heart is to raise up. See, see million prophets raised up, a million. Come on, the million profit mandate. I mean, I was just thinking about it the other day as we sent, uh, as, as you know, uh, Young E. Cho, amazing pastor of a million person church went on to be with the Lord. I mean, largest church in the world. I mean, incredible what he brought. Now, you know, I always like to, kind of posture my heart in a contemplative state when when a general of the faith dies it's like is there anything lord i need to like remember from their life that i can kind of receive as an inheritance and even if i didn't know them it's like how can i pull on the you know it's like ephesians 1 you know that you would have a spirit of wisdom or revelation that you would know the inheritance in the saints and that's what i want to receive as much as inheritance and i was just thinking man he had there was a grace on him to attract a million people, and I'm like, God gave us a million prophet uh, prophecy from in uh, a mandate from uh, you know Georgian Banoff and Wendell McGowan and, and, and Dano and others that really said this is what God has called you to do, Keith, and this is what call emerging prophets is all about to raise up a million prophets, and I'm like, that is so daunting, oh my word! But it's like you can you can receive some nutrients from others, like a seed of if 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 they could grow a church of a million then we can get a million profits raised out. And why do we want a, pro- a million profits? Because we want to impact the world. We want to impact the world, guys. God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. He needs you. He needs you to step up. He needs you to step in, get clear about what you're calling to do. The last couple of weeks, we've been going after uh, 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 the Jeremiah, a unique prophet, a powerful prophet and one of the major prophets of the Old Testament, Jeremiah, but it just seems like there was so much juice on it. I'm even going for a part three today on just really helping you figure out different things about yourself as a prophet. That's what the whole goal of this is, getting clear on who you are as a prophet, how to how to get, uh, you know, how to get, you know, to the next level as a prophet. That's what this is all about. And so I was, you know, last week we we talked about that the Lord is with you and knowing that he's with you as a prophet, then he will rescue you. And, and, and that has to be your identity is that God is with you and you're the one that he's with. And, and, and then recognizing that he has put his words in your mouth and then getting clear on where you're called to release those words. Just like in Jeremiah 1.10, I pointed you over nations and kingdoms, like getting clear on where that is. But today I want to just go a little bit into Jeremiah and how he heard God, because that that's so important for us as a prophet, like how he hear, heard God and how you can really, um, you know, learning from the different prophets on how they heard God helps you as a prophet. Like when I was first learning that I could even hear God. I had no idea I was a prophet, but learning that I could hear God, 
I, I thought prophets, I could never be like a prophet because the way they heard God was just so different than anybody else. They're so superior. They have this just sovereign way that God talks to them. They get morphed out of their body. They just have this connection with God. And it's not nothing like what I can step into. And then, and then I begin to see people like Jeremiah. Look at, look at how, I mean, God literally teaches Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter one. I mean, God started teaching me as well. I mean, God taught me. Uh, about uh, like these things that I'm teaching you, he taught me. Like, I'm, and then I have lots of prophets and, and, and mentors that have taught me as well. Like some people think, oh, it's only God that teaches us. I'm like, it, it should be both. You should get some from God. You should get some from people. Why wouldn't you? Because grace comes through people. God, uh, prophets are a grace to the church. Like literally they're like, if you receive a prophet, you're receiving grace. And, and I believe it talks about it in, in Timothy or Titus, one of those places. It's like, hey, the grace of God, uh, you know, it, it, it talks about, hey, teach the young men to be temperate. Teach the older men to be, teach the women. The grace of God teaches. So it, it connects teaching. Excuse me, guys. <coughs> I'm going to sneeze. Uh, and I'm not going to edit it out. We're just, this is just real life. <coughs> Hope you're right with that. Sorry about that. But the grace of God teaches. It says, you know, like teach men, teach women, teach them for the grace of God teaches. And I begin to realize, hey, when we teach, when we teach people things, the grace of God is teaching. It's God's grace. It's the same grace that you get if you got to come before the throne of grace. You can get if you receive from somebody else. It was just so beautiful. The other day, I was literally uh, like a month or two ago, there was someone that God said, hey, I have something to give you through that person, but you got to humble yourself to receive it. And they were more of a peer and, and I didn't have a real close relationship with them at all. It never really felt very good, but I leaned my heart in and then it's like uh, they prayed for me. They imparted to me some stuff and I caught an up upgrade uh, in the spirit. In, in, in a certain area. It's like God upgraded me. And I'm like, and I can recognize it the last month. I recognize, oh my word, I have an upgrade. And it came because of the grace that I received from that person as I humbled myself. So guys, you should, you should be like, that's what I hope you're getting from this podcast is grace. Like we should receive grace from one another where we have authority. What is grace? The power to do what you couldn't do before. It's from God. It's God's power in a certain area, in a specific area to help you step into something that you couldn't do before. But let's, what, like, how did, how did Jeremiah hear God? Jeremiah 1, 11 through 14, God's beginning to talk to him. What do you see? And this is one of the best ways for us as prophetic people, as we're going on along in our day and we're like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not hearing God. He's not talking. Well, look around, physically look around. What do you see? What's sticking out? Well, like right now, like even right now, as I'm looking around, I see my clock and it's 10.05. And you know what? When I looked at it, I didn't know what it meant. But as I leaned in, even guys talking to you, I mean, I'm leaning in right now. You know what 10 means to me? Abundance. You know what five means? Grace. There's grace for abundance in this season. See, a little thing, a little thing right now. And then, then I'm looking around. What else do I see? Okay, I see my pen, my computer pen. Okay, what is that? What's what's God saying as I'm leaning in? And, I'm, and as I'm talking to you, I'm also think I'm letting my spirit talk with the Holy Spirit and I'm leaning in there. I'm like, you know what? There's the pen is mightier than the sword, but you know, this is an electric pen. It's like, there are new ways to effectively communicate to, to others, to write, to like the pen, to communicate, to, to, to create, to create breakthrough for others through 
create creative outlets, not just writing. And, and like, that's what, that's why even the media is another way of that going. It, it's, I could hear the Lord say like, Keith, this is, this is what you're doing. You're helping uh, through creative means people catch, catch, uh, you know, catch revelation, catch breakthrough. Just like the pen is mightier than sword. Well, why do you, why do you write a book? Cause you want to impact somebody. Well, why do we, why are we doing a podcast? We want to impact somebody. We want to help somebody. I mean, I love listening to profit podcast. I wish there were more. I wish, and maybe some of you that are prophets, you need to rise up and create some amazing prophetic podcasts. Create variety of them. Create podcasts around around creativity, around like seers, like every week, different visions. And then like, you know, do seer podcasts. I mean, like we need so many podcasts. We, we just need the message to get out there, guys. So do you see that? Like literally, I didn't have any of those things before, but, but now, but now that I leaned in and I listened what do you see? And I started looking. I saw a couple little little nuggets of encouragement for myself. Keep you on the right track. I'm going to give you a grace for abundance in this season. I'm giving you grace for abundance in this season. Like, praise the Lord. I need to write that down as soon as I'm done with this podcast. I'm going to write that down because that's a good encouragement for me. But what did Jeremiah see? I see the branch of an almond tree. Like, why? what's the deal about that? Was he seeing it in his mind? Or was he seeing it in the physical? Like, was there a physical branch of an almond tree? I don't really think it matters. I mean, it might have been a physical branch. Either way, I've, I, I, I hear the Lord all the time through physical things. They're objects that trigger me into a, a spiritual message. It, it's, it's just like Elijah that told the king to, to, you know, to uh, hit the, the arrow on the ground, strike the arrow on the ground. And he struck it on the ground only three times. And he's like, well, you're only going to have victory three times. You should have struck it on the ground five or six times. So like there was a physical thing that he was supposed to have like really stepped into and he didn't recognize the, the physical is connected to the spiritual. So I don't really care if this, this branch was a real branch or was a, a branch he saw in his vision. What do you see? Oh my, in my mind, I see a branch of an almond tree. Cause then the Lord's like, you have seen correctly for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Like sometimes we, we like, like guys, God will give us just a smidgen, a little, a, a dinky little, little visual thing. And, and, and I just learned that's, that's actually how prophets operate. Sometimes we think, oh man, that prophet, they, they're getting these amazing revelations from the Lord. He's talking to them in, in like word for word, telling them everything. They're getting like clear. And I wish I could hear like them. And I realized no prophets, most I mean, yes, God sometimes can speak to people in person very clearly, but oftentimes it's through the little things. It's through the little things. Like, what are you seeing? Oh, the branch of an almond tree. Okay, what, what could God be saying to that? What could God be saying? What is God saying? You've seen correctly from watching to see my words fulfilled. And then what happens? The Lord comes to Jeremiah again. What do you see? And Jeremiah looks around. I see the pot that is boiling. It's tilting towards us from the north. And then the Lord says that from the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. He gets an interpretation from the pot tilting toward the north. How does, how does he say, then the Lord spoke? Did the Lord speak audibly to Jeremiah or did he just get this sense in his spirit that because the pot was tilting to the north, it was boiling and it was pouring out that that was a word of judgment that disaster was being poured out on the land. Now, we talked about this before. We're in the new covenant. So our primary word should not be judgment. Our primary word should be encouragement, building up, comfort, all those kind of things. And occasionally, 
when, when, when people are not listening, when we built relationship with them and they get to a certain point, there may be a time where God begins to tell us, just like in disciplining the kid, there might be a time where it's more severe discipline because they're not listening. They haven't heeded the warnings. They haven't heeded the lighter corrections. Then you begin to, you, you begin to enact a, 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 you know, a, stronger, a stronger correction. Like, hey, you lose your video games for a month. Like we would do that sort of stuff with, with our kids. It's like, you know what? At first it was just super easy, but as, as time went on, it, it really, you know, it really went to the next level. So, um, like how, how do you, how, how does, how does the word of the Lord, uh, you know, come to you? What, like, what do you see? A pot that is boiling, it's tilting towards us from the North. The Lord said to me from the North is that's what we poured out. Like guys, like, like, like that's why we need people in our life. Because if we don't have people in our life, how are we going to know what, what is the right, um, what's the right interpretation for what we see? Like, that's why we have to know what new covenant is. That's why we have to, you know, to be, be connected to these things because it's like, how, how are we, how are we, you know, getting something? Now, now when I hear prophets, I realize they're prophesying from their theology, from their view of the future, from their view of God, from their personal experiences. And, and yes, they're hearing the Lord, but it's filtering through all those because it's coming out of the inside of them because now the Holy Spirit's in them. Versus the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was coming on them, and they would give a word, and then and then after that, it would sometimes it would, it, you know, the Spirit of the Lord would lift, or the hand like Scripture, you would see language like the hand of the Lord came upon me. So there there is this um, I think there's this journey that we're on, like we're we're like to to get the new covenant grid, to get the new covenant lens, to get the new covenant mindset. To, to be a new covenant prophet, that's super important for us in, in, this, in this season. Like to be a new covenant prophet, guys. So how, what do you see? What, like the branch of an almond tree, you've seen correctly from watching, see my word is fulfilled. Like, like what would you do with that in a new covenant way? What would you do with that uh, if you're in the new covenant? Like, like that's, that's, the, that's the thing that we really want to catch a revelation about. Um, and then... So, so guys, but I, I want you guys to just have hope that, you know what, maybe you could be a prophet because sometimes we disqualify ourselves. Oh, I can never be like that prophet. Wow, they're amazing the way they hear God. I can never do it. Now I realize, no, they're prophesying like I am. They're prophesying in part. They know in part. They don't got the whole picture. They don't see everything. They're prophesying from their, their, their grid of their values of God. That's why I'm always trying to... I want the upgraded view of God. I want my view of God to be so new covenant, to be so connected to what to, to new covenant values. Like who is God? What's God? What's God all about? Who, who? What's His heart? Is He a Father? Like the love of God? All those kind of things. I just want the 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 love of God just to be like the, the framework that I'm prophesying from. I don't want it to be judgment. Like judgment. The reason why we got judgment is because we got this view of God that God is this this harsh God. But as I began to realize, yeah, God does judge, but he judges because he's a father, because he loves, because he has children and he's judging as a father. It changed every, everything that God is doing is coming from father, not just judge. He's father is, is greater than judge. And, 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 and he's, he's a good judge because he's a good father. And you see that, that has actually helped me recognize how I prophesy to people. But, you know, you see Jeremiah, you see these guys in the Bible, they had a, a, a lens of who God was. 
because that's what was revealed to them. They didn't yet have Jesus on the earth. They didn't have yet see everything. So they were doing exactly what God wanted them to do, but it wasn't necessarily, uh, it wasn't necessarily what we're supposed to do. So just, just make sure you distinguish that, guys, because some people get confused with the Old Testament. It's like, oh my word, I got to prophesy like this because it's in the Old Testament. Yeah, that was a different covenant that they were under and a, and a view of God that they were under and, and, and access to God was different back then. They couldn't come boldly before God like we do. They didn't have the, the, the grace of God, the blood of Jesus. They didn't have all that. So they didn't have the same access point with God. They had a whole different system that they had until Christ had come. So like, how do they... How, now look at Jeremiah. How did he release the word of the Lord? He released it. Like how did he release it? Sometimes he prophesied verbally. Sometimes he prophesied through a prophetic act. Like I noticed like Jeremiah is very creative. Uh, Acts 7 or, or not uh, Jeremiah 7, 29. He cut off his, cut off your hair. God says, throw it away. Take a, la- la- a take up a, 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 a lament on, on the barren heights, a lament on the barren heights. For the Lord is rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. Look at him. He's got to cut, he's got to do a prophetic act. Cut off his hair, throw it away, take up tears, a lament. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that rhyme wrong. Um, like lamentations, lament on, on the barren heights for the Lord's rejected. And like he, he's got to like do a prophetic act to communicate this word. He's got to cut off his hair. How many of you like to cut off your word, your hair, to re- so and then declare out something prophetically. Look at Jeremiah 13. He has he has a linen belt. He he releases a prophetic act from Jeremiah 19. A clay jar. Jeremiah 32. He's got to buy a field. Like hey, you got to buy this field because this is going to be a prophetic act. So he buys a field as a prophetic, as a part of a prophetic act and a part of a word that he's going to release. So I I love it. I, I love it that he has to go to a location to get a prophetic word. You need to go to the temple, go to the potter's house at the gate of the people. See, I think sometimes, you know, this is interesting. If you look, you learn about Jeremiah, we can learn something for ourselves. Like sometimes you're prophesying a prophetic word with, a, in a, you know, using a prophetic act, using, you know, a certain something that you have to do and God creates a word out of it, a prophetic word. Sometimes you have to go to a location to get a word. I, I remember for me, just even this, this weekend, I was in Ohio and, I, and, I, and when I was in Ohio, I got a word for Ohio and it's in the state and its impact on America and, and God's heart for America and, 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 and Ohio's, Ohio's part in that. And it's like, I wouldn't have got that word until I went to Ohio. So location sometimes, when you get in a certain location, you prophesy things that you would not necessarily prophesy if you're just in one location. You see things you would not see until you're in a different location. So it's why there's times, I remember even a prophet telling me, it's like he, had, he gets a word every year and it's like this year the Lord said, you gotta go to, you gotta go to Africa and he told him exactly where and he had to go into the bush and he had to go all, all the, this whole big old thing. And when he got back there, then the Lord talked to him and gave him the word for the next year, but he didn't get it until he actually went to the location. How many of you are willing to do whatever the Lord tells you to do as a prophet to get the word of the Lord? Like, uh, like that's like prophets. I mean, I, I know most of you are going to be like, yes, because prophets are all in kind of people. That's how God made us. We're all in. We will do whatever to, to get the word of the Lord. And I think part of our journey is we're, we're do, we're, we're walking in love you know we're walking in love in this whole in this whole journey, but let's let's just look, let's just keep going on for, uh, and uh, about Jeremiah. He's a very emotional prophet, 
And you know what? Sometimes people downplay emotions, but I've seen a lot of the prophets are very emotional. That's why they, that's why they struggle with anger at times. Some prophets, and you know what? We've got to carry God's heartbeat of love and patience. So even if we tend towards a little more angry personality, like because we're just a little bit more passionate and a little bit more like we just like we just get angry because people are like disobeying what God has told us to to do. But you know what? I, in in that whole journey, it's like um, in that in that whole journey. Uh, 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 I've had to learn, okay, God is patient. So even though I'm frustrated that people aren't listening to the word of God, I've got to choose his patience. I remember a prophet told me, he's like, Keith, when you, when, you, uh, when you have really matured as a prophet, you actually will side with relationships and, and love versus your word being listened to or not being listened to, the right or wrong of your prophetic word. And that seems like, oh my word, what? God told me something, I gotta say it. It's God's word. I'm not gonna compromise and just for the sake of love. No, actually, uh, you know, prophecy will pass away, but love will remain. So, you know, I'm a sign of maturity is that, you know what, we are emotional. Sometimes we get upset when people don't, don't, don't honor the word of the Lord, but we're always gonna choose love and we're, I can't stay upset. I can't prophesy upset. Like sometimes I prophesy very passionately. Sometimes I feel the fire in me. Sometimes I feel injustice rising up and a little bit of anger. And it's like, okay, let's manage this. Let's make sure I'm releasing the tenderness of God and his heartbeat and his patience and his kindness. And, and it, what, what does it look like to be new covenant and how I'm releasing this word? But make no mistake, guys, prophets are emotional. I mean, there's people that are unhealthy, like they're, they're just an emotional wreck all the time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, yeah, you ought to be able to be, uh, uh, you, you ought to, you, you should have the gamut of emotions, but it's not an, unsta- it's not an instability. You, you are a healthy person, but you should not be afraid of the, of crying, of laughing, of, 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 you know, of, of really deep compassion for people, you, you know, of, of frustration. Like you, you should, you, you will go through the wide gamut of emotions if you're healthy, but at the end of the day, I'm always having to sink my emotions up to the kingdom of God as righteousness, peace, and joy. And I'm having to recalibrate in his presence as joy. Even if I have tears, I realize tears are for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. It's like there's, he, God wipes away tears. There's no tears in heaven. So uh, like in, in, the long, in the long haul, uh, but it's like, was Jesus weeping on earth? Yes, he was. So can I start in tears? Yes, but I can't end in them. So Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Look at Jeremiah 9. Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. Like, what is that? That's like a, that's tears for the people of Israel. That's love for them. That's not anger and bitterness and frustration and wanting. He's so sad that they're, they're getting destroyed. He's so sad that they won't listen to God. Like, these are good tears. These are tears of compassion. But I've, I've, had, I've had that so many times and the Lord's like, okay, Keith, it's time to step into joy right now. They did grieve me. I've had times where people have grieved the Lord. Ministries, churches, people, leaders. And, 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 and of course, there's plenty of people grieving the Lord all over the earth, but I can't live there. I have to realize, okay, God, I got to step into your joy over me and your love and your patience for people. And, and that's, that's the healthy, that's how we're going to be able to go the distance is in, in this in this place of learning to rule our emotions, learning to rule what we feel, learning learning to understand how much joy should I put into something, how much how much uh, you know compassion I should put into something, how much what's the right measure of God's 
of God's heart, you know, that I should put in into these things. So guys, this is what a healthy prophet looks like. As we're talking about Jeremiah, we're talking about healthy. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, connect the life of Jeremiah, not as the perfect prophet, but as a, as a way to say, okay, what's healthy about him? What's new covenant? What should we hold on to? What should we not hold on to? Do you see yourself a little bit like a Jeremiah? Can you see yourself in his life? Are you very emotional? Are you very, uh, your, your heart just really goes after people that don't, you know, aren't serving God, aren't loving God. Like, where is your heart in this whole journey? And um, like, like just making sure we're, we're really connected to the, you know, the healthy emotions. So guys, we're going to wrap up this call today. Man, isn't this been just an amazing time talking about Jeremiah? There's so much from the life of Jeremiah that we can just really glean from for ourselves. And we need some Jeremiah prophets. We need prophets that know how to hear God, walk, you know, know, know how to communicate the, pro- the prophetic with prophetic acts, like are very obedient, are set apart, know his voice, even in the hearing him in the smallest things, like Jeremiah had to learn to do, like what was going on around him, seeing it, what's going on around, he, he was able to see, you know, what's going on around him. And, and then it's like, um, and, then, and, then, and then, but learning, okay, like what, what, how, do, how, do, how do I step into being Jeremiah in the new covenant? If I feel like I, I have a huge ministry of, of intercession and compassion and tears, like where's the joy? Do I have joy? Do I, do I, am I a joyful person to be around or I'm always under the weight of things? No, I, I want to learn to, to carry the balance of God because joy is your strength. So if you're always in the grieving, the mourning, the sadness, it's guys, where's the strength? You're zapped. Your strength is zapped. It's tapped. And so many of us can be very extreme so we can think, you know what? I'm just going to let this emotion be what rules me. I was like, no, that is not what's going on in heaven. I want to be a model of Christ. I'm not a model of, uh, Jeremiah is not my model. John the Baptist is not my model. Job's not my model. I learn things from them, but ultimately, ultimately my model is Jesus Christ. So, man, I hope this was a blessing to you. If this is a blessing to you, just share it with somebody. Tell someone about this podcast. Join us in what we're doing. Come on. There's a movement of prophets that God is raising up. And we would love you guys to be a part of our Emerging Prophet movement and and or or our free All Things Prophetic world. Just come and, you know, like, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. And, uh, and, and let us know about it. And we will we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Just have an amazing day. Woo! If you've enjoyed this Emerging Prophet podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprophets.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.